Welcome to Transformation Church Podcast. We are so excited you tuned into our Damaged Goods series, where Pastor Mike speaks on how to respond when life happens. From wherever you're listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. The reason that I, I'm doing this series called Damaged Goods is because after Easter, I, I usually want to do a series that speaks to everybody. A series that will let people know, no matter where they're at in their life, that God can still use them. I'm looking at a room full of people that I would dare say have not reached their fullest potential because an area of your life has been damaged. Now, it's usually we don't talk about this area. Usually, it's an area that that nobody really knows about until you get real close to us and they can see the effects of it. For many of us, it happened when we were young. We got damaged in the area and it's so normal and so a part of how we act and what we do that we don't even notice it. And, and the sad thing is, is that because we're damaged, because there's a part of us that was impaired or ripped or fractured, we never move with the full confidence into our purpose. If I went around the room and asked how many people are living in purpose, the hands would not be as great as they should be for believers, for people who know of God. And it's because this is probably one of the least talked about things in our church history, we talk about the victories, we talk about the wins, but we don't talk about the damaged areas as much. How many people can identify an area in your life, you ain't got to say what it is, but an area in your life that you know, nobody else has to know, but you know that was damaged. Come on, just hands everywhere, okay? It could have been in your, your speech, somebody made fun of you when you were younger about the way you talked. And it damaged you to the point to where now anytime that you, somebody asks you to do anything, you shy back because it, something in you tells you you're not enough and you can't do it. It could be that you're damaged in the way you view finances, that you were born into a house that had a poverty mentality, that lived paycheck to paychecks and things getting cut off was just like normal. Oh, yeah, it's just the water. It's just the electric. It, oh, don't even worry. It's just the cable. <laughs> we'll just go to the friend's house. And, and, and you, you really didn't even have anything to do with it, but you were raised in that, in that environment and it damaged you. And now you make twice as much as your parents ever made. But those same cycles are still showing up in your life. I don't know. It may, that, it may be that you were damaged in the way you view people, that you're very judgmental. And to keep any spotlight off of you, you automatically point out what's wrong with somebody else. Oh, y'all know it. We see somebody who's beautiful, gorgeous, handsome, and the first thing, look at their toes. <laughs> like, is that, oh, come on. Out of everything we could compliment, why are they wearing that? Where are they at? Why? It's because somewhere along the way we got damaged. And if, if, we, if we put somebody else down, then somehow I can feel like I'm enough. 
And I'm convinced that what we do not confront, what we do not make ourselves aware of and allow God to begin to change, it becomes the same thing that will hinder us from reaching our purpose. And many of us in this room right now, because of a damaging situation, a damaging person, something happens. You look at yourself and you say, I'm damaged goods. Right now, some of you have the gift to speak better than I do. But if I said, come up here, you would literally fall on the floor as a grown person and not even come up here because somewhere around the line at your Easter production, when you were 12, you forgot the lines and they ridiculed you. And something happened. You said, I'll never do that again. I'll never be hurt like that again. You ran into the wrong crowd and you got mixed up in some things sexually that you said you'd never do. And abuse happened. Rape happened. And abortion happened. And the enemy tries to convince you. Nobody will ever want you. You've already been divorced three times. Who could ever trust you? Your church started and failed. Who will follow you now? You, you see... All of those are lies of the enemy. But if we don't confront them with the truth of God, we only believe the lies of the enemy. And so through this series, y'all, this is about to be probably the best series I've ever taught. And I'm not saying that because I'm just teaching it. I'm saying it because God has begun to reveal in me. I was going to start this series another way, but he said, Michael, this first one, I want you to paint a picture. I just want you to paint a picture of what it looks like when people are damaged. So I want us to go all the way to the beginning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and this is what it says. It said, then God said. Who said it? God. Who said it? God. Okay, then God said, let us make human beings. Everybody say the next three words with me. In our image. God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. I, I've read this uh, um, uh, probably a million times, but I saw it completely different this week. God said, the one who literally spoke the sun into existence, and it's still lighting up the earth today. He said, let us. Now, who is us? Because I thought it was God talking, but he said us. Who, who is us? It, no, no, it's the Trinity. He, he wasn't sitting there by himself. He, he said, let us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us make what human beings now i want to help you understand some basic truth because the only reason you can um after your damage not feel like you use useful is because you don't understand who you really are <laughs> see some of you didn't know that that you weren't just made by your parents creation God said you know what this is you know the ocean look good land good uh, I see you tiger I see you cheetah I see you lion y'all look good rawr, rawr. I see you 
said, but on the sixth day, I'm kind of bored with all this. Let me do something that has not been done. He looks around and he says, um, let us HG Holy ghost, little JC, let us make human beings. What's that? What's that? I don't know, but we about to find out. Pass me some dirt. Let us make them in our. Okay, so I want you to get this. They are spirit. So if he says, let's make human beings, that's the flesh part, in our image, he didn't make your flesh first. If three spirits are sitting here and they say, let's make them in our image, they weren't making a body. The realest you is a spirit. And that was made in the image of God to be like, let me, some of y'all still don't understand. This is a glove. So if I say, hey, Michael and other Michael and other Michael, Let's make this glove in the image of a what? Hand. This glove was made in the image of a hand because it's supposed to have relationship with the hand. Without the hand, the glove has no purpose. But because it was formed in the image of the hand, when the hand gets into the glove, it now has purpose. See, what you don't understand is you were never created to live without God inside of you. Because, hear me, because Miles Monroe teaches us where the intent of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. This is how people get damaged, that they're living without God on the inside, not around God. The glove still has no use until God's dwelling on the inside. And so without its purpose being knows, I can use this, something to wipe, but that wasn't the purpose. I could use... That's disgusting. But that wasn't the purpose. I could use it as a fan. But that one, the purpose is only revealed when God takes over the entire inside. And what I'm saying is because God and many of our lives has not taken over the entire inside. We're out here getting damaged, ripped, tore up. And what God is saying is, I'm the only one that can feel in the empty places of your life and take what was formless, useless, and broke up 
and give it purpose and the ability to warm, the ability to protect. And that's the same thing God wants to do with your life. So today, I want to paint this picture for you. Because in the beginning, when God formed us in his image, everything was good until sin came in. Romans 5.12, it tells us when Adam sinned, sin entered the entire world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. Thanks, Adam, for everyone's sinned at that moment. And so when you're born, this is when David said, I was born into iniquity. I was, I was born into sin. You, you don't have to teach a kid to be bad. You don't, you, you don't have to teach them. They, they learn no and mine by themselves. You understand? You don't have to teach them because we're born into this fallen nature. But, but this is the thing that our that this is the only point that I want to give today as I set this up is that we are all damaged goods. Write that down. We are all damaged goods. Somebody just say, I'm damaged goods. Look, y'all ain't even want to say that. The life and death is in the power of the tongue. I am not confessing that over by. Hear me. See, God can't bless where you pretend to be. Your pride kept you from saying that. You're damaged. You, 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 well, I'm not submit, I'm not listening. Listen, everybody say, I'm damaged goods. Somewhere, your area may not be my area, and my area may not be your area, but God cannot heal what you act like doesn't exist. So what I want you to do through the time I'm talking is I want you to try to identify an area where you may be damaged. And if you get it, just write it down. Some of y'all are going to be writing the whole service. Others of us, God's going to have to peel it back like an onion because we've, we've been in that place so long that we don't even feel like it, 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 it's, it's a bother place of us. But by the end of this series, God's going to start to touch those damaged areas. He's going to heal, deliver, and set people free. See, when sin entered in, this is what I say. We misplaced purpose. We, we, we misplaced it because God... And Jeremiah 29 11 says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I had plans for you. Plans to what? Prosper you. Not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. There was a purpose that God had. When we get born into this world, sin comes in and we forget the purpose that we were brought here. And what we're supposed to do is spend the rest of our lives figuring out what that purpose is. Because if we can get into purpose, that's your sweet spot. I'm talking about when, when everything you're doing is working, when you don't worry about finances, when bad things come your way, it don't even phase you because you know that if God be for me, who, it don't matter who's against me. Like, you understand? That, in that purpose spot. But I say maybe two or three percent of people ever even get into purpose. And the American dream has told us that purpose or living a good life equals money. And that, and that our, our four houses and our, and our cars and our vacations, I, I'm coming to come against everything that you've thought God is trying to, to build for you. And he said, I want you to do what I created you to do before you got here. But something comes to stop that, and his name is the enemy. John 10.10, 10. write that scripture down. Many of you know it. 
It said, but the enemy has a purpose. <laughs> and what's his purpose? To steal, to kill. What is he trying to steal, kill, and destroy? Your purpose. See, see this is what I want everybody to understand. That everything that's been coming against you is a distraction to your purpose. Those same relationships you keep getting tied up in, that is a distraction to your purpose. The financial problems you keep going through because you cannot stay off the sale rack, that is a distraction to you. So you're 50 and you're 60 and you still don't know why God placed you on this earth. And it goes back to a damaged area that we never brought to God. So today, I want everybody to see that your damaged area is so important that you identify it. You have to identify. That's all I want you to do in this first week is start identifying areas that you may be damaged. You know what? My, 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 my perception is damaged. The way I see people, the way I see situations is damaged. I'm I'm a glass um, half empty type of person. If something good's coming my way, I'm always like, what's the catch? (laughs) But that's just because I had a father who would always tell me he would come pick me up at Fridays and he never came. And so I got damaged at six and now I'm 60. And I still have a perception that anything anybody says will never come to pass. See? I've been so steeped in comparison with other people that I don't even know. Some of y'all young girls is comparing yourself to Kim Kardashian and all these other people. They got glam squads. They got six people running around doing everything for them. And you in your bathroom trying to throw it on, trying to stuff stuff in your behind, trying to do all this for what? And your self-image is so busted and disgusted that now you're searching for love in all the wrong places. And at the moment, anybody shows you any attention, then you're all over it. Why? Because something was damaged when that coworker said, you're ugly, the one you liked. See, this is not cute phrases or things that people are going to say out loud, but you have nations in your tongue. And because the church you were at didn't recognize your gift and pick somebody else over you, now you feel like you're never good enough. And you've been sitting on the healing of generations for decades because you're damaged. I want you to understand something today, church. That it's time for us to identify our damaged areas. And those of you who are having a hard time with this, pride may be a damaged area for you. Because some of y'all are like, why why did I come here today? (sighs) I gave all that to the Lord. Behold, everything is new. Hear me. Hear me. God's doing a… We are a work in… You'll never be done until Jesus comes back. And, and anybody who tells you different, stop listening. Okay? So how do we, how do we live then, Pastor? What, what does this look like? 
Well, first, you got to get the right perception of how the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. This is how he tries to do it. You have three parts of you, okay? Three. We, we talked about it, but you have your soul, you have your body, and then you have your spirit. Those are the three. Some of you don't know this, so 1 Thessalonians, look at this, 5.23. It says, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and what body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. So this is what every person is. They are a soul. They are a body and they are a spirit. Which one are you first? So your spirit first, but the crazy thing about it is our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions and our body usually do things and respond to things and move things before things ever get to our spirit. So this is what it looks like. God woke me up on Thursday and gave me these three words. Please write them down. Covering, container, and contents. Covering, container, and contents. God said, Michael, your soul is like the covering of your life. This is your mind, which is your thinker, your will, which is your doer, what I want to do, and your emotions, which is your feeler. What the enemy comes to do, if this is you, this is the beautiful presentation. This is what you show everybody on Instagram and Facebook. This is you, okay? What the enemy tries to do is come tear you up in your mind. See, this is the covering. So he comes for your soul first. So he introduces you to pornography at a young age. And then he has somebody talk about you in your class when you graduate and you rip at your, at your thinking of yourself again. And then you get married to the one you think is going to love you forever. And it begins to cut at the areas of your life that you thought were perfect. Now, for most of us, this is kind of an accurate depiction of what our life looks like. The covering of our lives, our soul has been damaged. Our mind, will, and emotions. Yeah, my, my, my mother talked about me or I didn't really get picked for any of the teens. And so it just starts looking damaged. What you got to understand, though, is that the covering may be messed up, but the container and the contents are still good. And what the enemy tries to come and convince you of is because the covering is messed up, because the covering is ripped, because what people think about you is a little tattered, because you did catch a case that one time and had to serve community service. <laughs> That's my testimony. <laughs> oh, y'all thought I made that up. 
many people would say, God can't use me because the enemy has come and attacked my mind, my will, and my emotions. And for some of us, this has kept us in a paralyzed place because we don't think that anybody would allow us to be who God's created us to be. This is not about them. It's about how you think of yourself and what God's done for you. I'm trying to paint a picture, but see, for others of us, our body then comes into play, and that's the thing that gets us in trouble. See, our mind, will, and emotions then start to affect our body, and this is what happens. We get in relationships that are not like God. And start doing things with our body. And it stains us. We, 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 we have family issues. And because I don't have peace at home, I start smoking and I start abusing my body and I start having sex with anybody who thinks I'm worth anything and I get hold in my life. Damaged. And I, I applied for the school, but they told me I wasn't smart enough. And I tried to start the business, but they told me I couldn't do it. And I tried to have the baby, but I keep having miscarriages. Who would ever want to love anybody with all of these miscarriages? Damaged. And then don't let my self-worth start to look like the world says it should. So what I start doing is put myself in positions where God tells me my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Start doing things that stain me permanently. Who would want somebody that looks like this? And what the enemy convinces us is that he whispers nobody. You're nothing. You'll never be what God said. I know you got prophesied over when you were young. You'd be great, but look at you now. How many people have ever had this thought? I've wasted too much time. Guess who tells you that? God is the restorer of time. In his word, he tells us that he will redeem the time that the canker worm, the pommel worm restored, but you're at 25. I should be married by now. I should have three businesses, 10 kids, and four dogs. I should have completed my master's degree. I should have done all of this stuff. The enemy comes to suggest, and he tries to make us feel damaged. Can you bring me out my last piece, please? And what ends up happening is then our life goes through some fire. And we lose somebody. And we start habits and get mixed up with people. Who are wrong for us. 
and it starts to burn the edges of our life, begins to tatter what we thought only God could use. It begins to melt all the things that are around us to make it look like they're permanent fixtures. Damaged. Now, this is the crazy thing. This is what most of our lives look like. When you get from under the covering, when you take away all the pretty stuff and all the Instagram posts and all the great things, some of us are in such financial straits praising God right now because of a bad decision we made or damaged. We say we have faith for other people but don't have the faith to believe for ourselves. We're damaged. We're living in alternate lifestyles, trying to ask God to save you from it. We're damaged. And we've never admitted that we really look like this on the inside. But today, freedom is coming to you. Because what you don't understand is that there are two different perspectives. See, there's a perspective that looks at this box from a consumer standpoint. And if a consumer was to come here and say, uh, I want, I want, uh, I, I wanted that, but do you have another one in the back that doesn't have all this crap on it? Who's that's not so jacked up and damaged. Could you go get me another one? And if they said, this is the only one we have, never mind. I'll do without it because it's damaged. Now, there's another perspective. It's the creator's perspective. The person who created the content on the inside of this box knows that the value was never in the covering. And the value was never in the container. But the value is in the contents. So the creator would look at this and be like, wow. Wow. How did this? Wow, this box been through some stuff. It's okay, I'll take it. How much? No, no, no. Full price. I, I'll pay. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for it all. Now, sir, you, you, you know when you go to a store, you see a damaged box. I'm already asking for 20% off. Y'all already know the tag sitting crooked. You know that tag is kind of crooked. I don't 10% maybe. But what God did is he saw us in our completely damaged state, and he said, I'll pay full price. Because what I know is that I've walked in their shoes. See, you don't believe me. Look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says in Hebrews 4, verse 15. It says, This high priest, Jesus, understands our weakness. He understands how we got trapped in that relationship. He understands how our family was not the best. There were hoes and, and, and um, prostitutes and, and um, murderers in Jesus' lineage. He understands, for he faced all the same 
testings we do. Yet he did not sin. Why? Because he knew at some point he was going to have to pay full price for a damaged product. And what God says is, I'll take you. I'll take you broken. I'll take you even though you tried to commit suicide last night. I'll take you even though you're prideful. I'll take you even though you're homosexual. I'll take you. Come here. I'll, I'll, I'll t- no, you. And the sad thing is many of us, when God points to us and says, you, not me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know the hurt I've experienced. You don't know how many times we tried this. I've committed adultery three times. There's no way I can be a man of God, a man of valor. And God says, I'll take you, 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 because he realizes that the value in your life is not in the covering and it's not even in the container. But the creator knows the value is in the contents. Now, these are some very, very expensive tennis shoes. And the thing that you don't realize is that there's nothing wrong with the contents. Even though the container's been beat up and the covering's been ripped and damaged, the contents are still as valuable as they were when they went in to the container. When God created you, he created your spirit in his image. And then he puts you in a container and gave you a covering. And most of your coverings and containers are damaged, but the goods are still there. Your container may be jacked up. You may be burnt. You may have holes in you. You may be stained. But Jesus, through his son, paid full price because he knew that the content that he placed on the inside of you before you were formed in your mother's womb is still good. Be encouraged today that no matter what you've walked through, no matter how broken your marriage is, no matter how many times you failed, the content is still good. God wants to use you. He has a plan for you. He wants to deliver you. And he wants to set you free. See, only the consumer, those who didn't create it, would look at the covering in the the container. The only thing the creator is worried about is my spirit still in there. It's what I put on the inside of them in there. Let me prove it to you. It's my last scripture. 1 John 4.4. 4. Don't ever forget this. 1 John 4.4. 4. It says, but you, everybody say I, I. but you belong to who? God. You belong to God. And you have already won victory 
over those people. Anybody in the world who's talking about you are damaged and you're broken and nobody can use you and who would trust you to lead and who would do all that? You've already won victory over those people. Why? Because the Spirit, remember who you are first, the Spirit who lives in you is, say that word out loud to me, greater. It's greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. Can I help you with this? What is in you is greater than abuse. What is in you is greater than abortion. What is in you is greater than divorce. What is in you is greater than abandonment. What is in you is greater than broken relationships. What is in you is greater than fear. What is in you is greater than rape. What is in you is greater than failed businesses. What is in you is greater than loneliness. What is in you is greater than a criminal record. What is in you is greater than loss. What is in you is greater than tragedy. What is in you is greater than flunking out of school. Maybe I should say it like this. Who is in you is greater than death. Who is in you is greater than the grave. And who is in you is greater. You missed it. You are not too damaged because who is in you? Jesus Christ, the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. He lives inside of me. And if he is for me, who can be against me? Hear me when I say this to you clearly, that I don't care how many people you robbed, and I don't care how many things you got away with, and I don't care how many times you lied on your taxes. Oh, can we be real? I don't care how many times you wrote in your fake license plate. Y'all got some of them paper tags? Some of y'all in the parking lot right now. Paper tag. You got that thing three years ago. Now you're doing calligraphy on the. I don't care how many times you committed sexual acts with people you didn't even know. I don't care how many times. Because all of those things came to damage your mind, will, and emotions, and your body, but it could not touch. It could not touch your spirit, and that's why the enemy's greatest plan is to distract you from getting in the place where your spirit can be fed, because if your spirit ever gets fed, it tells your body, line up. We don't do that anymore. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's beneath me. Bye, Felicia. And, 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 it's and it tells your mind, will, and emotion. It says, I cast down every vain imagination that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. It says, I'm going to be transformed by the renewal. See, but your spirit has to get strong. And that's why many of you came on Easter. You're coming back for the second time today. I wanted to paint this picture for you that you'll have to just live a life of damaged goods until your spirit gets empowered to know that you don't have to live in this box anymore. That God can take ripped up covering. Mine's been broken for a long time. God said, I can change that. 
He can take a box that's been ripped to its core. I mean, this thing is dirty. It's filthy. Holes in it. He says, I'll still take it because I know that the contents are still good. I want to pray for every person that's been damaged. Every person that's still searching for their identity in something else other than the creator. Remember, we were made in his and until he feels it, we'll never reach purpose. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our TC app or our website at transformchurch.us. And don't forget to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and live a transformed life.